0: This is the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Covey-Ello, your host, and again, as always, I am grateful you've joined us for another episode for week after week. I, on these solo episodes, get to share some stories with you that are part of my journey and hopefully along the way, either impart some insights or maybe inspire you. And as always, you know that I'm here to support two demographics, but I, I really care about all of you, but I care so much about the c square. Leader today, because especially you have been very talented. You have ascended to areas of increased responsibility, whether you're a founder, a president, a CEO, or a C suite leader, or somebody that has that responsibility at a higher level. I am here for you. And these episodes in 2024 are more focused on you. And what I want to do during these episodes is share experiences, very specific experiences I have had when dropping into an organization? What were the issues and how did I approach them? Because one, I want to show you, show you a little bit about what I have done in the the past because it's a predictor of future performance. And maybe if you and I have a conversation, I might be able to support you directly or hey, I got this huge network behind me to be able to help solve any business complex issue or leverage opportunities. It doesn't always have to be bad. And while I do focus more on these very specific business challenges, there are insights for anybody, regardless of what industry you're in or where you're at in your career. So I always ask, if I start talking about mentorship or lean organizations, please stick with me because the gems, the nuggets are going to be included in this conversation. And so bear with me. I've got a slightly different format, but I always want to be changing it up a little bit, see what resonates with you and by the way if you like these episodes please reach out to me let me know if these are interesting to you and maybe are there topics that you would like me to bring up and cover on this show and as always I'll always reach out to you and say hey is there a senior leader out there that is amazing that has leadership insights stories and you really love their leadership I would love an introduction and bring them on to my guest interviews that happen every week and so Thank you. I just want to start by saying thank you. If you're joining me again, thank you for your loyalty. And if you are a new listener, first-time listener, first-time viewer, see me on my YouTube channel, I just want to thank you for dropping in. So this season, this season, I'm going to be talking about lean, lean methodology. Again, it's not... Rocket science, there are great implementers of lean programs that assure you operational efficiency and cost savings so that you can high five, put money down on the bottom line, maybe increase your operational efficiencies and improve top line growth. But hey, there are things in the undertow below the tip of the iceberg that are critical If you're going to go on a lean journey. And so my theme this week is around. Continual learning within your teams to assure a lean operation by having strategies for skill development and their agility. Because when we developed and evolved the skills of the people in the organization for which you are trying to get operational improvements in what you're doing, leaning out waste in your organization, I have direct experience that unless you address some of these initiatives, It's going to deteriorate and detract from the savings and the initiatives that you put in place. I mean, honestly, honestly, it is not about the technical implementation of lean initiatives. I've done them. I have saved companies millions and millions of dollars by enabling groups of people with the technical capability to work directly with plant managers to identify waste in their operations and make things better. And truly, we have made things better and a lot of success stories. But- I've dropped into organizations that have efficient operations. They could have good use of their ERP systems, visual management, and it looks like things are functioning well. You've got lines on the floors, et cetera. But trust me, you need to spend deeper understanding and really looking at what's happening. I am going to give you a very specific example where I dropped in as an interim quality leader in a food operation. And I will tell you that I dropped in. I am here to provide leadership and help resolve issues. And one of the first things that happened is a supervisor comes in and drops a case of non-conforming defective product on my desk. And I said, what's this? And I said, well, the previous manager wanted all defective lots, a uh, sample to be dropped off on their desk because they were going to do an investigation. And I said, to what extent, you know, do they work on this? Don't they really have... Excuse me, I had to take a drink of water there. People, the inspectors, the quality technicians to be able to make these decisions. And they said, yeah, but. So eventually I asked my quality team. I said, do you have the standards to be able to make a decision? Meaning, do you have specifications on what is right and what is wrong? To which they said they did. And then I said, do you have the decision-making authority to decide And qualify something as good or bad or do you need somebody else's approval? And they said they really didn't have that authority. They always had to check first. And it was really weird to me because I said, but we gave you the tools. We gave you the tools. We gave you the inspection criteria. It's either good or bad. You have the ability to reject that product or accept that product without discussion. Now, if it goes into a rejected status, of course, after that, we might have a discussion with leadership about can we recover it or do we need to be have to get rid of it But they never really had the authority in the case that something was on the border or not within specification. They always had to check with leadership. The model was wrought with waste. It was just not lean. It was not lean, even though they had all the equipment, the automation, the ERP systems to run things very smoothly. The decision-making process and the level of authority was not lean. And so I realized when I dropped into this situation, I need to make the organization leaner by establishing decision-making criteria, which already existed, but let the people make the decision and give the authority back to the people and also to support them because sometimes Sometimes, I'm not saying all, but manufacturing, you know, again, is under the gun to ship a quality product, but also on time and meet customer demand so they will try to push so that we can release or give them solutions on how can we recover or what might be the way through. The problem with this is that also in the situation, again, maybe you give the decision-making authority to your people, but then at the same time, then they're in a battle trying to push back <laughs> versus collaborating, and truly getting to the root cause of why we had a defective batch to begin with. Again, so there is so much waste in this process when we don't give people the authority to make the decisions and focus their efforts on really what quality people should be doing is leveraging their technical expertise to get to root cause. So what I found what was missing was a streamlined process with clear roles and responsibilities established at the right level with the right authority to make decisions without debate. The skills we gave back were confidence and reinforcing their capability to make strategic decisions. They don't teach this in lean methodology directly. And whether you have a six sigma or a lean or an agile initiative Without a RACI, R-A-C-I, or some other tool close to it, which qualifies who are the people responsible, accountable, to be consulted, or possibly informed at each step in the process, without that, organizations will have emails and meetings and unclear authority for making decisions resulting in so much waste. That's step one in leadership, establish authority and responsibility in the organization overall or by specific processes. That is not lean. When you don't do that, you have so much waste. Now here's another thing that's missing a good decision logic, getting people to think versus simply do. A lot of people in the rank and file miss this because in the past, they have been admonished for thinking and were told to stick to the standards, the rules, and just do their job. Now, standards are important, but when you dumb it down so much, we lose the human factor sometimes of reason. Now, I shared this with a a colleague of mine, and they told me of a very specific problem that they were having, that, um, you know, quality sometimes will inspect raw materials on the inbound before accepting them into inventory such that they can be consumed and produce a finished good. Well, Quality sets specifications and sometimes those specifications are set too tight because they want to eliminate the possibility of -of out-of-spec raw materials getting into the process because if they do, if they don't quite meet specification, there could be downstream repercussions. But what happens sometimes is really it is the supplier quality or maybe we don't understand the end use of those raw materials. So what does quality do? They set the goals posts unreasonably such that, hey, it doesn't meet spec. Hey, it doesn't meet spec. And making, I don't know, you would probably bring the organization to their knees sometimes because you can't get the right quality into your system. But you got to dig deeper. Did we ever support a quality professionals? Did leadership ever have the accountability to have a forum to discuss what are the right specifications and don't push the quality people. You got to accept it. You got to accept it, but get to the root cause. Well, why are we getting this out-of-spec material to begin with? Again, organizations and people will dumb things down and put such stringent specifications that they'll just reject stuff because that's their safety net versus we fail to help and support people to get the right specifications and have the right conversations where they're supposed to be. Again, this is not lean. we got great ERP systems. we got systems to qualify suppliers. But when the rubber hits the road, we have not given people good decision logic. They will just do versus think. We don't collaborate. We don't help them with root cause analysis. And this is where we lose the value of our people and it results in waste. And that's not lean. I'm interrupting this episode to offer you an absolutely free opportunity to help you move your career forward in the next 12 months. If you're a mid-level leader who has a desire to accelerate your leadership impact but lacks a support system, let's jump on a call for 30 minutes and let me share with you the secrets of a C-suite. You already have what it takes as being that subject matter expert and leader of Teams However, you've not yet developed those essential skills that enable you to be heard, seen, and respected as a strategic leader. Head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on my contact page and schedule a conversation with me. It may be the best 30-minute investment you make in your career, and aren't you worth it? For me, I also want to simply see you succeed. And now, back to the conversation. So, what do we do about it? Coming back to capability and skill development, what I propose to you is give the people the authority to make the decisions and streamline the process by implementing the RACI. Responsibility, authority, who needs to be consulted and informed? Because if it's not there, it's going to be very wasteful and people are going to be pushed to make decisions that may not be the right people to make certain decisions. Now, number two, Give the people the support they need in the face of critical thinking and help them to bring their minds to work for problem solving and use that energy there versus fighting the odds that may be up against them. We might teach them how to say yes or no, but we don't necessarily ask them, what do you think? What should we do to not only resolve this now, but in the future? That's lean by slowing things down and getting rid of the waste of getting people to think on better solutions versus just complying to specification and doing. We do them a disservice when we make our people into robots. And finally, the last thing is you need to create a culture of root cause analysis to eliminate the waste, ultimately giving you back time and running a leaner organization. It's simple. Given the authority and the ability to make decisions, help them with critical thinking its skills. What do they think versus just doing? And invest some time in better root cause analysis. Because if you see this problem once, you see it again. It is festering underneath that efficient system that you think you have on the surface, but you have not necessarily given your people the strategic capability and the agility they need to operate day after day. And so I leave that with you because you can implement any Lean Program 5 as waste reduction. It's very visible on the surface, but lurking below the surface is waste in individual capacity, capability, and agility, and it's really dragging your organization down. And I have helped organizations do that. So let me potentially partner with you and discuss your particular situation and help implement some of these solutions. Because if you think you're running lean, I would ask you to check again. Now, if this was simple, you can take this episode, please pass it along to somebody else who might need this or implement this on your team. If you need a little bit of help, reach out to me on my website, dropinceo.com, and message me. It's me there. Let's just schedule a little bit of time, you know, using my contact page. Uh, If you like LinkedIn, I play a lot on LinkedIn. Just direct message me and say, hey, i just love to chat a bit about my particular situation, and maybe in 15 or 30 minutes I can impart some knowledge or we can talk about this episode. But also just know um, I want to help you. I'm just here to help you. But I will say at this point, I've shared with you enough and I am simply grateful that you've dropped in on another episode of the Drop In CEO podcast where week after week, I hope I've imparted some amazing value for you. You've enjoyed this time together and uh, share it with others if you think it'll be valuable to somebody else. We love downloads. Downloads help us to reach more people. And if you're just listening to this episode, think about coming over to my YouTube, watch the video because there's a lot of dimension here, a lot of animation information as I deliver these episodes. I want to make sure I reach out to people, whether it's my articles on LinkedIn, my newsletter, through the podcast itself. We're catching you on the video side of this content. So I just want to wish you all well. I can't wait to meet you. Please connect with me again. I don't want to beg, but if you're having challenges, I am here very accessible to talk to you and maybe, again, help you navigate those challenges with confidence. But until we do meet, I do want to wish you well and much success, and take care. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who will find it useful and inspiring. When you share this podcast, it allows me to continue to help C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.